Hey, y'all. It's Jason here with Good Mistake Seasoning. You can order your bottle or bottles at bringthetasty.com. Good Mistake Seasoning is good on anything. It's even good on chicken, good on pork. Heck, it's even good on fish. Now, here's Breakfast with Fish. Good morning, Breakfast at Fishinies. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter. The Cowboys, of course, getting ready to head back home for a brief stay. And we'll stay with them Saturday night, 4 p.m. at AT&T Stadium. We'll be there at the Fish Report, of course, and CowboysSI.com. Get in, get on, be good this morning. Uh, our man Harrison Reno is putting together a top 10 bold predictions. Now, you know how I do this. I don't do bold. I just try to do uh, fact-based opinions. But with the help of Harrison Reno, these are bold. And so we'll play a little yay or nay. Uh, I'm going to go through a top 10 here. And be forewarned. This is about optimism. This is the feel-good top 10 list. Maybe on some gloomy day in the coming weeks, we can do a top 10 oh no's. Because for every team, that's obviously in play as well. But this team, to their credit, let's give them off-season credit, first of all, as they try to make a third straight 12-win season or better, third straight playoff season uh, or deeper. This is obviously a very good roster. Top three in the NFC. They recognized where they had issues and they went and got a receiver, a cornerback, and a nose tackle. And they lost nobody who they wanted to keep. There's an asterisk here as we plow forward the Zach Martin situation, uh, which we covered like a blanket yesterday. And I appreciate your guys' feedback on that. Uh, proud of the 75 member staff's work on the Zach Martin story. And we'll keep that up. With all that being said, start of the re- regular season on the horizon. 10 bold predictions for the Cowboys in 2023 from Harrison Reno of CowboysSI.com, leaving us to say yay or nay. Number one, tank. He shows up every day for work. He shows up every game for work. He's productive, but has not put up gigantic productive sack numbers. Uh, He got 10 and a half sacks on his contract year, I believe. Uh, He's gotten 14 and a half sacks in a year. Now Micah's over here. Mozzie's in the middle. The cornerbacks are going to cause the opposition trouble. Bold prediction number one, tank, 15 sacks? Ramon points out that, yeah, he had a broken foot and kept going. Uh, He once had a broken shoulder and kept going. Tank, 15 sacks, bold prediction number one. Bold prediction number two, Dak Prescott. This is bold, especially when put in combo with item three. Dak Prescott joins the 5,000-yard club. He has been close. Uh, It's going to be, it probably doesn't add up to throw 15 interceptions again and 
join the 5,000 yard club. Um, but this is, I think this is a cool thing. And we've talked about this a little bit and we've written about it at cowboyssi.com. Texas coast offense, a lot of horizontal. When you watch Joe Montana run the West Coast offense, it's very horizontal. When you watch Brett Favre run the West Coast offense, it gets a little more horizontal. Dak Prescott's numbers as a deep passer. This is going to shock you. His, his deep analysis numbers as a deep passer make him about as good as anybody in the NFL. It's true. So Dak Prescott, 5,000 yard club. Now, to really shut everybody up, he's got to do one more thing. Bold prediction number three. Dak throws fewer than 10 interceptions. We've broken this down quite a bit. He averages per season before last year, eight a year. It is not ridiculous to suggest that therefore he should throw eight interceptions. After last year, he threw, his average is nine. It is not ridiculous to suggest that he's gonna throw nine. But if you look at his resume, okay, he's got a resume yay thick. And one of those pages on that resume is 15 interceptions. That's only one page of his massive resume. Dak Prescott. And I, this one, I'm totally, this is a totally yay to me. I don't know about 15 tack, uh, sacks for tank. I don't know about 5,000 yards. If I'm trying to run run more situationally, run the ball more situationally, maybe I don't need 5,000 yards. But fewer than 10 interceptions, I need it, and I believe I'm going to get it. By the way, here's where this gets bold. To do 5,000, and I said earlier, it's hard to get 5,000 yards passing and not have interceptions. Because if, if you got 5,000 yards passing, you're slinging it. But has any quarterback in NFL history, by the way, when I break this down for you, this is when I'm going to ask you, okay, to, to go, you know what, Fish, that's a pretty good point. I never, I didn't even know that. Good research, 75 member staff. I think I'll hit the like button and I think finally I'll subscribe. 65,000 subscribers is where we're going to get here momentarily, at which point valuable prizes can and will be yours. 5,000 yards and single-digit interceptions, according to our deep research, it's never happened. Peyton Manning came the closest. 2013, threw for 5,500 yards, 55 touchdowns. Is that right? I need to go relook that up. And 10 interceptions. Uh, if I, if our research turns out to be wrong, you, I do not give you permission to unsubscribe. <laughs> Is that a deal? 2013, 55 touchdown passes. 
for Patey. He's in Denver by this time. He had seven games in which he threw four touchdown passes. So I think we'll all agree on this, yay or nay. I need the nine interceptions way more than I need the 5,000 yards. Item four, thousand, thousand, thousand. This gets talked about a lot. And of course, we're, we're, the way our brains work, we like our big fat round numbers, right? Three thousand yard receivers. That commonly talked about, but that's also not commonly done. CeeDee Lamb, 1,000 yards, not an issue. Brandon Cooks, 1,000 yards, he's got a history. Michael Gallup, he almost did it. It's only happened six times in NFL history to have 3,000-yard receivers on one team. This is what's interesting, though. And again, if we're going to be, a, if this is going to be a team where not that they're run first or run heavy, but situationally want to run more. And that's what Mike McCarthy was trying to say about Kellen Moore. And it, it's gotten lost in the trash. That's, that, that was the point. That the head coach has a better overall view of what we need to do situationally. Whereas an offensive coordinator is trying to score 50 points. One hint that it could be done is the last group to do it. 2008 Arizona Cardinals. Larry Fitzgerald, great player. Anquan Bolden, good player. And the third guy was Steve Breston? So can C.D. Lamb be Larry Fitzgerald? Sure. Can Brandon Cooks be Anquan Bolden? Yes, and with, with twice the speed. Can Michael Gallup be Steve Breston? Hmm, hmm. That's a beard scratcher. Item five. Is it bold to predict that Tony Pollard's going to get 1,000 yards? Certainly not. Jeffrey G. Fish, my very bold faith-based prophetic declaration prediction no losses. 17 and 0. Thank you, Jeffrey. That'd be fun. Unless, unless you don't go 20 and 0. If you go 17 and 0 and then don't go 20 and 0, then you're mad. Now, the thousand yards per game thing. Let's go to the running back. And I see some of you saying, well, that's not that big a deal but understand these combo predictions. You're right. Tony Pollard getting a thousand yards is, that, that seems almost a no brainer. Can you get a thousand yards from a running back and also get 5,000 yards from a quarterback? Yeah, if you're the 2013 Peyton Manning Broncos and you throw for 55 touchdown passes, and then you have somebody named No Sean Moreno, and he rushes for a thousand yards, which would happen. It also happened in New Orleans, 2016, Drew Brees, Mark Ingram. The only two times it's ever been done. It's the only two times 
Uh, now those are some those are some of the most productive offenses of all time. Five thousand yard receiver, thousand yard running back. Those two things in combo quite rare. <coughs> Item six. What? You tell me, yay or nay, on whether this is going to happen, but also tell me, yay or nay, on. Um, the boldness of it. Number six, Trayvon Diggs leads the NFL in interceptions. He's already done it once. On the one hand, teams are going to be teams will be increasingly careful to not throw lollipops over there. Because if if you throw a lollipop over there, he's got a fifty percent chance of him being the one to catch it. But I think they, I think based on last year, the original idea for the offense, the opposing offense would be, let's throw, let's not throw over there as often. I'm not saying we're going Dion, full Dion, where he literally shut down one third of the field, where some teams said, we, we are literally not throwing over there. But the targeted numbers in his direction in 2021, yeah, this is another one of those where, Fish, okay, you got me. I think I'll subscribe today. It's free and well worth the price. Targeting digs in 2021, 103 of them. Targeting digs in 2022, 85 of them. How do your interceptions go down from 11 to not 11? Well, because team, when teams quit throwing at you. Now what? I got Diggs, I got Gilly over there on Gilly's Island. Now what? Somebody's going to get interceptions around here with this pass rush, this offense being able to take and hold a lead, I think, and these cornerbacks. Somebody is going to get some interceptions, and I think it's going to be Trayvon Diggs and Harrison Reno at CowboysSI.com, which you can read today thinks it's going to be Trayvon Diggs, too, in his bold prediction. <laughs> Item seven, as long as we're talking about league leaders. Micah Parsons to lead the NFL in sacks. Now, he says that that's not important to him, that he just wants to dominate, and that he's learned some lessons from kind of watching Aaron Donald, where... You know, whether Aaron Donald got 20 sacks or 12 sacks wasn't the point. Errol Donald, Aaron Donald of the Rams controlling things is the point. But does he want to leave the NFL? Does he want to be defensive player of the year? He does. That one he wants. So he can say, I don't care that much about sack numbers, but he does care about winning defensive player of the year. He's been the runner-up twice now in two years in his career. And you can't get that without sacks. You just can't. So he's a 13 and a half sack guy per year. He'd have to go up and over that. Then, you know, you got, you got Bosa and, and, and Watt and others. He's going to be in this conversation, Micah Parsons. And the bold prediction here, number seven is he'll lead the NFL in sacks. Yay or nay? 
Um, one note, some of it depends how they use him. And a lot of it depends on, that, is he going to get worn down late in the year? Because that has happened. Worn down, banged up. And he's got to figure out a way to cope with those things. And Dan Quinn has to figure out a way to cope with those things as well. <laughs> Item eight, bold prediction eight. Now, this one is not the headline grabber. Dak, headline grabber. Micah, headline grabber. But that doesn't mean this one isn't important. Bold prediction. Cowboys defense becomes top 10 in fewest rushing yards allowed per game. Now, again, the casual, and, and there's nobody, no offense to the casuals. We love the casuals. That's not very sexy. But this would be turning a weakness into a strength. And they re-sign Hankins and they use the first round pick on Mozzie. The interior of the Cowboys defensive line is thicker. It's thicker than it's ever been. Osa's thick. Even though he can be a playmaker. Mozzie can be a playmaker even though he's thick. This will be a full team effort. Leighton Vandress will be very involved in this. Um, Donovan Wilson, very involved in this as a safety. Turn the weakness into a strength. Get into the top 10 in rushing yards allowed. I, I think that's bold. Of course, one of the reasons I think it was bold is I was at the Cowboys at Rams playoff game a couple years ago when the Rams were hiring forklift drivers and bartenders and telling them, why don't you go play running back? And they rushed for 225 yards in a playoff game against the Cowboys. Blick. <laughs> Item nine. Here comes Deuce. And Mike McCarthy this week raving about Deuce Vaughn as a pro-ready player. That, they're, that every, they're putting everything on his plate that you would put on a running back. Somebody asked about Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones right now has a groin. And he's suspended for the first two games of the year. He still gets to be part of the team, but he's not going to get very many opportunities in the preseason to demonstrate that he belongs. Rico will get those opportunities. He did some first team work this week. Malik will get those opportunities. Certainly uh, Tony Pollard sits on Saturday night against the Jaguars and Deuce is ready to roll. And he says, yeah, anything the Cowboys want me to do. He says, he says, I really want to get unleashed here. And he's played at that stadium before. He's done pretty well. Deuce Vaughn as the second leading rusher on the Cowboys. This is a big leap. This is a yay or nay for you. The original plan, as we told you, exclusive, exclusive. The Cowboys drafted Deuce and told themselves in the building, we're not cutting him. We're going to find a way. Third team running back? Maybe fake elbow injury and put him on the practice squad, whatever. But we're, this, this kid has value. Well, he has leapfrogged that concept. He is demonstrating that, no, he's not, he's not just a stasher. He's a keeper. He might even be a player. Here comes Deuce. And we'll know much more, of course, Saturday afternoon and evening. And... Big, bold prediction number 10. 
and more yay or nay. The Cowboys are going to the NFC Championship game. We'll worry about what happens later if they go to the NFC Championship game and they lose. And whether or not you'll be satisfied with a gigantic step forward for the team, the organization, and the rest, or whether we're the Cowboys, we should win Super Bowls. I don't know. I think we could all argue uh, on the same side on this. If you're one of the three best teams in the NFC, it is not outrageous to predict that you're going to the NFC Championship game. What makes you bold is the trolls. Because while the trolls are accurate in saying the Cowboys haven't done it since the 1995 team, the 1996 team that didn't do it has nothing to do with this team. Well, the, the owner has almost nothing to do with this team. The Zach Martin contractual concern remains for the moment. Cowboys needed a receiver, they got one. They needed a cornerback, they got one. They needed a nose tackle, they got one. And they're all standouts. Uh, my bold thought is that Zach Martin is part of this team by week one at New York. Offense, figure out how to cut down on the turnovers. Defense, improve against the run. And some of these numbers, bold as they seem, really do add up. And I don't know if it's a yay or nay on doing it. This is the first time I've said this. But the expectation of what they've built, ownership, coaching staff, roster, scars, the scars from losing, which help you win. Call this bold if you want to. The expectation for your Dallas Cowboys in 2023, get to the NFC Championship game. Fish out.